So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Nez. Nez, you absolutely killed it on there. And we look forward to having you on again down the road. It's not for episode 19 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great time right now. It's... It's episode 90, like, it's unbelievable. I mean, I keep thinking about episode 100, and we're so close to it. And tonight's going to be a really laid-back episode tonight, and Eric, why don't you tell everyone what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Laid-back episode to kick off this new decade of Easy Conversations episodes. We're going to be doing a um, kind of a part deux to our summer special edition that we did last summer. And uh, just pretty much providing an overview of what's been going on in both of our lives and just rejoicing in the beautiful weather and talking about summer in general, what's to come. Just uh, like you said, laid back episode and um, talk about a bunch of stuff, really. And uh, yeah, I just want to clap it up for us. Great run. The 80s were awesome in Easy Conversations episodes. We did a lot of fun stuff. And thanks again to everyone for supporting throughout this run. Looking forward to giving you more good content in the 90s leading up to the 100s, which will be in December. But we're not thinking about that yet. Talking about the summer. By the time this drops, it'll be peak beginning of July where to start? So many places to start. Um, I'll just talk about what I've been up to kind of in the summer. I just got okay. back. Andy and I just got back from a big trip that we did. We were out in Banff for um, the better part of last week. And it was awesome. Like, just going to kick off this episode with a random recommendation, which is go to Banff if you can. I mean, and we spent a lot of our time staying in Canmore, which is around 15 minutes from Banff. Beautiful city has that old school look. You kind of feel like you're in a Western walking around the small town vibes. Absolutely loved it. Just being around mountains too. Just mountains are the best. I'll just say that. That fresh, crisp air from the Coors Light blue mountain tops. You just can't top it. <laughs> and um, yeah, you just feel like you're in a dream out there. D- completely different to Ontario, which obviously I love where we're from. But when you go out there, it's just um, really special and getting up early to do hikes. You have a different second wind of energy. Like you don't mind getting up at 4am to go drive out an hour to see some nice lakes and do some hikes. So, um, yeah, those are opening thoughts. Banff strong recommend rent a car is a must. And also something I didn't know that I now know retroactively is that when you're renting a car, you should be sure to contact your own, um, insurance policy, review your insurance policy and see what you're entitled to. Because I kind of got hosed on the uh, rental agreement insurance policy and that I had to pay like an extra few hundred dollars on insurance for our car that we rented, which of course you hope that nothing happens. You kind of think you can get away with not getting the insurance coverage, but it's nice to have as a safety net if something does happen. Obviously nothing did happen, so it didn't need it in the end. But review your insurance policy because you may be entitled to coverage which with what you're already paying for. The life hack for future travels out to Banff or anywhere for that matter. So I'll pass it off to you, Matt, now. It's <laughs> great. I was going to, my first thing was going to be asking you how your, how the trip was actually, because I saw some Instagram and, and I think Andy posted this as a story, maybe Facebook or Instagram, the bear, yeah. like to the listeners, like you were in the, I mean, she was in the passenger seat, right? And she filmed like, 
and you slow down, Eric, and there's like a black a black bear, I'm guessing, and then there was a cu- or a cub, and then the, like, can you just just describe that for everyone? Yeah, there? for sure. And it was yeah, she posted on Insta a nice little story. That was our last day, actually. And it was the way that came to be was we were packing up after a very long day. We were we had seen a lot of things, and we're just hanging out in the city of Banff, kind of tired, thinking like, ah, oh, let's just go back to the hotel. And we had started watching Wedding Crashers the night before, great movie. We're gonna <laughs> finish it, like, ah, oh, let's just go back. And then Andy said, like, oh no, we should go hit up the Green Patch, which is an area in a mountain around like 15 minute drive from where we were, where you're surrounded by trees, but there's this area that's kind of all open where you can kind of hang out and have like. People go there to have picnics and stuff, and you're just in the mountains overseeing Banff. It's a beautiful view. We're like, all right, yeah, let's go up there. We have a little extra time. Why not? So we were driving up the mountain, 10 minutes in. It's like you're taking it kind of slow because there's sharp turns and gaining elevation. You want to be careful. You can't see a car turning at the last minute at the corner. And we're five minutes away, and we see two cars stopped a little ahead of us. And right away, Andy's like, oh, there might there's something there for sure. So we start slowing down, and sure enough, we see a nice black beast not even like you saw the video the bear was super close to the edge of the road we were just rolling slowly had the window kind of rolled down too so she was closer to the bear started filming it was awesome seeing the bears like we were so pumped and hadn't seen any up until that point so had we not had we just gone back and finished up wedding crashes in our hotel room we don't get that the bear sighting so that's one of the major what ifs of our of our time as in our time in Banff, not our time in general, but, and it was sweet. And then the little cub too, was super yeah, cute. cute. And yeah, we didn't spend too much time there. It was about like 10 to 15 seconds we were filming and the bear was just chilling and wasn't aggressive with anyone at all. Like I said, there are two cars there already. So it was just letting us get our little footage in and then be on your way. Um, move along as Ben uh, Kenobi would say to stormtroopers, which we did. And uh, yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> we also saw some big mountain goats. They looked like horses up in the mountains. And <laughs> got, a, got a few pics of those too. Um, they'll probably be in that. I'm kind of working on a video right now as well from our mm. trip. Throwback to your OG videos. Exactly. It was those nice to get awesome. back in the groove of chopping up. And honestly, dr- we drove a lot too to get to the different hikes that we wanted to do. I wanted to stop every five, 10 minutes to just keep filming because there's so many nice views everywhere. And at a certain point, it kind of does start to look like the same, but it doesn't at the same time. You know what I mean? It's, it's always a little yeah. different angle. The sun's beaming in a different way. There's. We also got hit with a bit of rain. Nothing crazy. It was maybe 10 to 15 minutes per day, but it also gives it a different kind of beauty, like the little mist, gorillas in the mist vibe. And uh, we were just <laughs> cherishing it all. Nice little cool down too, mid-hike. So, um, no, it's uh, one of my favorite trips that we've done definitely in the last few years yeah i mean there's just so much beauty to canada right that we sometimes seek to see stuff elsewhere like i've gone to europe a lot and not really spent enough time seeing what canada has to offer and i would honestly go back to banff canmore in a heartbeat sake i would love to go in the winter as well see a different different kind of trip get some skiing in as well and there are also some hikes that we weren't able to do because of conditions like it was still end of june so not peak peak season yet some hikes were um yeah just unhikeable so i'd have to go back in a few months maybe and just get those hikes done i don't know but um <laughs> yeah so those are the thoughts on banff strong recommend great times 
just looking at all the pictures you you guys posted, I was like super like not jealous. Jealousy is not the right word. I was just like happy for you that you guys were there and relaxing and enjoying it. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that one day. We record every two weeks. We'll say, and I don't know every what. I don't know all the details I've given out on like what's been happening in my life recently. So I'm just gonna take the time now and like give the full story. Big life change happened in my life, basically. So I'll just say it right now. Like this summer, this past few months, I've been. Well, I don't live in one. I don't live in Ottawa anymore. I live in McNabb Brayside, which is a tiny little township beside Armprior, 45 minutes away from Ottawa. Um, so I, me and my girlfriend bought a house and I've spent the last like six weeks living in my new house and like doing all sorts of renovations and getting stuff done, moving, moving her stuff, um, arranging things the way we wanted, buying a lot of stuff. Like it's been, uh, it's been an eye opening for me, Eric. Stuff I didn't realize I needed, but it's like, oh, we need this, we need this. Like all these little house items, uh, like basically Canadian Tire has been my best friend and Home Depot and all that stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, you budget for some stuff, but then you're like, oh, I didn't think of all this stuff here. So um, I feel like a full-fledged adult right now. And where I live, Eric, uh, is like I have two acres of land. It's very spaced out. I don't have any neighbors really close to me. It's really peaceful and it gets pitch black at night. Eric and the listeners, like I'm loving it. I've, I've never thought I'd be a country person, but uh, I gotta swallow everything I've said before and every bashful word I've said about people living in the country. Like it's actually pretty nice and relaxing and chill and who cares about the drive to work every day? It's worth it. Like it, I love living here. So, I mean, that's what's been going on with me, Eric. I just craziness. Like I've barely had time. Like I used to watch a movie every day in my past life. Now it's like, I don't even think about movies as much. It's like, what are we going to get done? You know, um, there's not just me and my girlfriend in the household too. So this, it's a busy household, but it's also a big house. So it all works out. But that's what I've been doing the past few months, like acquiring the house, mortgage stuff, lawyers. And then once get, having the house, doing all these things, you know, like just think of all the utilities and stuff and everything you have to make sure is in your name, all the paperwork, basically. I've been just crushing that and it's, it's an accomplishing feeling, you know. What are your thoughts? Like, remember we did, okay, remember that episode, um, was it was Matt maybe on architecture, country living versus city living? Do you remember that? I don't even remember what I answered. So, no, yeah. I mean, I, I think I remember what you answered there, but you pretty much summed it up that uh, you've had a change of heart on the country, whereas when we recorded that, I was actually living in the country and... Uh, yeah, uh, it was maybe wasn't the first choice on the list back then, but hey, time changes things, and um, I'm super happy for you that you're enjoying it out in the country. It does have a lot to offer, and um, sounds like you're in a great spot. Would love, to, I'm excited to get the chance to see it down the road, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, just hearing you talk about all these things that you're doing there, like the adult stuff, it it is fun yeah. though, even though. Some of it's stuff like you've never thought of and uh, like all the money or going to home. I love going to Home Depot as well. I feel like everyone yeah. does when you get in that zone that it's something you need to do. You do enjoy it. And even though there are things that might seem cumbersome, they're, once you get them done, you feel like you're accomplishing something and it's working towards like your home and you yeah. want to make sure that you have the best living arrangement possible. And if that means forking out a few hundos at CT, well, I mean, that's the cost of living, right? And it's money you won't regret spending because you need to. And there's going to be way more stuff that you need to. And like, same with us here. Like, we keep having to buy stuff. But it, you feel good about spending that kind of money. Rather than, and not to like, bash people who spend their money in different ways there. But like, um, 
spending a lot of money on like a video game, for example, you'll realize maybe at one point that money might have been better served towards something that will help you in your home. But then again, if that brings you happiness every day, then go for it. Spend that money. That's the perfect transition into, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I, uh, I used to buy movies like crazy and build up this collection. Now it's, I don't even put a thought into buying a movie because it's like such a waste, especially with all the streaming we have. Shout out to be. I was in such a different place when I was like obsessively buying movies. And now it's like, I, I own, I'm very happy to own property and take care of it. Like, it's not just like, it's not, I don't want to say it's like, it's like my baby, but it's like something like I want to, I want to grow and nurture it. You know, like I want to improve it. I want to make sure nothing goes wrong. Like preemptive, preempt, uh, pre preventive maintenance, you know, doing that. Yeah. And there, and where I live, like I'm, I'm never going to be bored, Eric. Like there's so much, not so much maintenance, but like, you know, between cutting the grass, weed whacker, uh, just stuff around the house, cleaning, like I'm, I'm never going to be bored, but you know what? That's okay. Cause like you said, I feel super accomplished once I've done those things, you know. It's a good feeling to kick back at the end of the day, watch the baseball. I have a huge projector, like over 100 inches long, and I watch like all the sports and movies on it. I think I've mentioned it before, and it's just awesome to kick back with a drink and my supper and just watch the Blue Jays after a long day of like being outside. Oh, and I'm like outside a whole bunch now, and I, you know what? I love it. Nice. I get attacked by bugs, so I have bug spray 100% of the time, so... That's interesting too. I've even been doing my workouts outside. Obviously had to change a bunch of my old habits and root my routine changed a lot, obviously, but you know what? Who cares? Like I developed new ones. Are you gonna be a ride on lawnmower guy or are you gonna stick to the manual like we were taught at our grandparents' house push to start? Yeah, great question. Um this this land requires a ride on lawnmower because it would just take like eight hours to cut Cause it's two acres and it's like, there's, it's all feel it's like all grass. So what I do is I have a push lawnmower for around the house and the areas that it's not super convenient for the ride on lawnmower. And right now I'm getting huge help by, from my girlfriend's par, uh, dad and grandpa. They cut my grass at the moment with their, with their ride on mower, but I will be pur purchasing one in the future. Cause I want, I'm excited to start doing that. Yeah. It looks fun. Nice little holster drink too. Nice little, uh, Coors Light or right. some sort of beverage. Yeah, I've been getting into the Molson X game. I don't know because that's what they drink here. So like the, I get handed them. It's pretty strong beer. Right? It's like, it's strong taste. I like it. Um, I That's another thing though. I've been, thank God I'm not doing all this by myself. My girlfriend's been so like helpful and her family who grew up in Armprior where they're five minutes away from us, like help us so much with just stuff that we need. Like, making sure our grass is taken care of while like all the business was happening, the craziness was happening and just giving me like tips. I'm, you know, I'm from the city. I'm not like handy like these people who grew up all their lives, like fixing their own stuff and all that. So I'm learning from them. So that's been really nice and they're not shy and they don't judge. So we like a whole, when I got into this house, Eric, there was this whole unfinished room. It was half done, like insulated the wall, the, the walls are there. They just needed to be painted. And me and my girlfriend painted it, bought vinyl flooring, put the flooring in. Um, we're going to get a new light. Like we, we, we made that room into our new master bedroom actually. And it was really accomplishing actually. Like now sleeping in it, I'm like, oh, we made this room what it is. It's, it was a great feeling actually. And a lot, I'm very humbling actually. Like I painted before, but never like from scratch with like ton of layers of primer and then paint. Like it was, 
wasn't as easy, <laughs> easy as I thought. I felt great after. It didn't feel like work. Like you said, it didn't feel like I was working. I was oh, boring painting. It's tedious. No, I'm like, I'm painting my freaking house. I'm happy. Creating memories too, right? Like you'll always remember yeah. that. Like, hey, we painted this room and yeah. did that. Made Turn this into our master bedroom. Like. Mm-hmm. I felt very accomplished. And I'm like, I'm like, like a dad. I'm like, I mean, I don't have any kids, obviously. I mean, my girl, I have we'll say like a stepkid right now because my girlfriend has a daughter but like i feel like this house is like my child like i need to like nur- <laughs> i need to like make sure nothing goes wrong are you gonna get into the gardening game i feel like it's a little too late now for this season but perhaps next summer you could get into this some uh, sort of cucumber lettuce carrots etc another great question eric i'm glad you asked it right now we've we've cleared a lot of areas of like shitty br- bush and like rose bushes and st- like stuff that we don't want so now we have areas where we we could start a garden probably next year like you said but we got we got these nice flowers growing in our front they just we didn't have to do anything they just popped up once we cleared everything so we're getting some flowers right now but i i, I am interested in getting some free uh, vegetables yes yeah. vegetable garden that'd be awesome very re- rewarding as well like you're putting in that yeah. work especially if you're starting them from seed it's a couple <laughs> months before you see the fruits of your labor and uh, yeah. great tasting food as well. Even though you may not get mass qual- quantities, it's that quality that you're looking for that you will get yeah. without a doubt. Just be sure to keep have some sort of chicken wire cut up accordingly. Keep the critters away. And that's another little purchase at Home Depot. $9.99 retail price, I believe. And uh, yeah, just... Oh. You'll, uh, get some more satisfaction out of that as well. Especially if you have that much land, right? Turn a yeah. bed of dirt or soil into a bed of peppers. I've uh, I've definitely, there's quite a few, not quite a few, but there are some, I've seen a bunch of groundhogs and there's definitely going to be a like, that's going to be a problem. We have a good setup for a garden. Actually, there's already actually rhubarb, there, there we go. which we're not going to use. Like it's, it's in the middle. It's a really random spot. And there's actually li- tiny little strawberries growing in one part of the field. Like, you can eat them. Like, we ate some the other day. But they're, like, the size of a blueberry. I mean, that rhubarb is just begging for action from the strawberries. So, I feel like that's a natural <laughs> marriage. There. Right. Oh, yeah. Strawberry. Yeah, good call. Make a pie or something. Yeah. But, no, no. We're definitely, like, in a good spot for that. I mean, I'm surrounded by farms. Like, this is the spot to start, like, cultivating and... Yeah cultivating a garden and that's the thing though there's so much stuff i want to do eric i have to stop myself and be like don't jam your day with too much because that's counterproductive more on that later i have uh i'll be part of my book recommendations but um i don't i try not to do too much because you know it ends up like having the reverse effect of frustration and all that but uh but there's so much I want to do, Eric. I have this list like oh I want to do this I want to do this we want like we're very ambitious me and my girlfriend like we already like bought a hammock super comfortable we have a bunch of trees that fits perfectly we have a trampoline she wants to get a pool like you know we're very like more but uh, one thing at a time big things coming i like it yeah exactly and she's we're you know we're, we're it's that new found it's the it's the new excitement when you get something like for the first time you know like you get a new car you're like super excited about it. i'm i'm still on that high of like recently buying a home which is good and my kitchen, Eric, is awesome. Like, I meant, like, there's a lot of space. So, like, my cooking game has been up mm. just for that reason. Like, I have proper staging for my stuff. And 
I can take my time, you know. Might have to re-listen to the episode we did with your mom, your mom, because there was a lot of good recommendations in that one. Good, a soups. good space for a spice rack, also. I hope. Nice. Uh... Now I have a ton of spices. You'd be so proud. I buy spice games so much better. Okay, good. Actually, hit up Bulk Thanks. Barn if you want to buy spices for pretty cheap too, and you can get a ton. Just buy your own little containers, fill it up. That's what we yeah. we've done. With a lot of our, especially those obscure ones that maybe a recipe calls for like uh, a tablespoon of, I don't really have an example off the top there, but um, like celery salt or something that you don't really use often. Mm. Just buy like a yeah. bit at Bulk Barn and then you're set for a few recipes that if ever you encounter like, oh, I need some celery salt, just get that little bag, grab as much as you need and you're, you're good to go. That's a good idea. Good recommend. Good tip, actually. Because I'll buy like a giant jar and I'll like hardly use the whatever the spice that is. Exactly. And they yeah, um, rinse you for those jars that you're talking about. One of my biggest things I don't have that I want is a barbecue. And that's like, I'm like, that's eating me alive right now. Because <laughs> I'm like, I cooked some steaks the other day and I'm like, they were amazing. Because I cook them in like garlic and onion. Anyways, recipe maybe on a later episode. But, uh, but I couldn't barbecue them. And I was like, ah. This would have been perfect. I'll just but add hey. to that. I've been barbecuing like an animal this summer. It's unreal. Nice. It's so fun. We have a pretty small barbecue as well. Um, not like the fanciest barbecue in the world, but it gets the job done. And that's all you need, really. You need a little tank. You need your grill and the food that you're putting in it. And it's been super fun to like, take advantage of the warm weather that we've been getting. I've actually barbecued twice and it's rained on me, so I had to adapt on the fly still got the turkey burgers and sausages done promptly just not as optimal as like on a nice summer right. hot day with a, a nice can of vodka soda with me and just you don't get that same fulfillment when it's raining so i don't really recommend barbecuing in the rain but it still still plays but yeah barbecuing has been um one of my um, hobbies of the summer actually and I, i've barbecued for the last few years there but it's been really nice this summer to really dive in and you just get that that char that you get from the um, the grill is second to none pan fried as nothing on oh on right coal. was one of the highlights you did on the barbecue so far like what's one of the specialty meals you made or done a lot of chicken like i nice. said burgers turkey burgers skewers sausages shrimp skewers nice grilled vegetables as well like asparagus zucchini peppers actually lost quite a few red peppers through the cracks we lost a lot of good men out there and it was <laughs> it's tough but um yeah so like off the top those are the things we've been cooking a lot on the grill and they've been all hits no misses can't wait to get into more love the wedding crashers reference yeah. <laughs> had to that yeah, that movie is aged super well, by the way. So good. We're actually talking yeah. about that. We wanted to watch another movie, kind of like Wedding Crashers, and there actually aren't that many of them out there. Like we've, I feel like we've already talked about this on the pod, but all those Golden Age Will Ferrell movies, you go back and watch them, they just don't really hit the same as they did when we watched them when we were younger. In my opinion, I feel like, and I haven't seen Step Brothers in a few years. I feel like that one still holds up. But I don't know how much I'm getting out of a Talladega Nights. I know, like, I tried to watch Anchorman a few years ago. I had to stop it. I just wasn't into it anymore. Really? Wow. 
trying to think of other like old school i feel like still plays but wedding crushers i would say is a league above them all i no, i agree um i snuck into the theater on that one and i still like to this day just think it's as good as when i first watched it i'm trying to think of like I know the Hangover still hits, but it's only like 13 years old. Yeah, Hangover, Hangover still hits for sure, and oh, Super yeah, Bad absolutely. as well still does. I watched Super Bad. Okay. okay, I love Super Bad, but then I sh- I showed it to my girlfriend who's had never seen it. And she's like, she it didn't hit on it didn't hit for mm-hmm. her. Like she did disconnect, right? Like she was just like, okay, it's it's funny, but it's a little it's overly long, and it is a long movie. It's like two hours, and maybe some scenes with. McLovin and the cop should have been cut. That's like what she said. Like I, I love every scene in the movie. Right? It's like my number one or two comedy. Yeah. But I don't know if it played as well nowadays. So, but she's also a girl, right? Maybe like she didn't like all the like sex jokes and stuff. And yeah, I was actually debating watching it with Andy. She hadn't seen it either, so I'm wondering now if she'd have a similar reaction to seeing Superbad for the first time, or if she'd like it. I don't know. Interested to see. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie in a little bit. I always remember, I look back on it fondly, so maybe like, yeah. we just shouldn't watch it together and just like not watch it ever again, preserve that memory. But if we do end up watching, I'll, uh, I'll let you know what the reaction was. Speaking of watching stuff, though, uh, just to like finally, like ter- <laughs> we've been giving updates on the NHL playoffs, but like let's talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's do it. Unexpected, it, it wasn't a surprising result. Tampa was super injured. Yeah. But like Colorado just dominated, I find that like who can who can stop that offense? It's unreal. And Makar is, I'm a little speechless right now because how can you describe his play? It's just it's phenomenal. Norris Trophy, Con Smythe, uh, Stanley Cup all in one. I don't know. He's insane. Care to retract the nurses better than Makar take, <sighs> as called out by Gus? I feel like this has to be addressed. <laughs> Gus message I messaged him on his birthday the other day and he that's the first thing he told me I retract fully what I said I don't know what I was thinking maybe I was thinking just defense I don't know I'll take that back 100% I don't mind admitting if I'm wrong like Makar is leagues above I've had um, terrible takes on the pod as well um <laughs> it's all good it's it's you know like, I didn't find for once Colorado was, like, in trouble. Like, I knew Colorado was going to win. I'm just like, oh, they know what to do tonight. Um, they're going to take care of business. And it was just, like, it was still exciting to watch. But it was, like, it was like all right. Like, this is the night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a feeling of, like, Tampa has no chance type of thing, I guess. I didn't feel that way for that the whole game. Like, game six, I, I wasn't sure that Colorado would win 100%, even though... I would say they had more momentum, especially in the second half. As of the second half of the game onward, Tampa barely had any shots on net. They only had, I think, two or three shots in the third period. And at that point, Colorado was winning 3-2. When, for me, it kind of clicked that Colorado would win was when Kemper made the big save on Kucherov on the one-timer. That At that point, Tampa hadn't had a shot in like 10 minutes and the first chance they get is a one-timer from Kucherov that Kemper fully stopped and that was kind of a that's what I was worried about for Colorado would be that when Tampa gets their first chance they actually score on it and to make that save on Kucherov that was definitely I'm sure Kemper felt some relief as well because he's out of the game at this point hasn't been seeing any action so that was a big moment super happy for Colorado honestly 
I feel like they got really done dirty by the refs in game five. They should have won Mm -hmm. that game as well back home. There are so many blatant non-calls against Tampa Bay. And then I want to say two, if not three penalties against Colorado were just terrible. And it gave Tampa Bay momentum. They were able to get a five on three and score on it. I think that was the go-ahead goal too. Like you said, Tampa was so banged up. It's kind of a shame that I wish we would have seen a fully healthy Tampa Bay. Then maybe we get, we see a different result, but that's the playoffs every single year. You could argue that for every single team every time. So the luck of the draw was that it went towards Colorado's favor and they truly deserve to win. They're the best team in the playoffs. My only concern going into it was the goaltending matchup, but Kemper did his thing and Colorado just outplayed Tampa straight up. So happy for them. I'm extremely happy for them too. Happy for McKinnon. Um, Question though, if, if Corey, play, if Corey Perry played on Colorado, would Tampa have won the cup? Because I think that man's cursed. Yeah, the Perry curse. It's a thing. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel bad for him, but at least he has won a cup and he's gone to three cup finals. I guess there's some sort of solace in, solace in that, but I'm sure he's frustrated. And I think he's signed for another year in Tampa, so they might just release him next year and be like, all right, we like our chances without you. But he actually played a huge role for them all year long, and he was great in the playoffs. So it honestly is just the bad luck of the draw in this situation. It's just funny to look at that he's been on the last three losing teams in the cup finals. Pretty insane. The last guy to have gone through something similar to that is someone we're familiar with, Marion Hosa who went from being on the Pittsburgh Penguins to lose to Detroit to then sign with Detroit to lose to Pittsburgh to then, I think he signed with Chicago and won with Chicago the year after, so three years in a row, but he finally did win in that third year. But Perry, that was not the case for him this year. But like I said, he has a cup. All those guys have two. Maroon has three. They're fine. I don't really feel bad for them. I kind of feel bad for Nick Paul. I would have been happy for him to win. But just like you said, seeing McKinnon win, Makar, Landeskog, um, Bowen Byram really impressed me too. I was kind of hard on him seeing how he was hyped up like crazy in the World Juniors the last few years. And I never found him to be that incredible, but he really stepped up and is becoming the player that they've all seen him to become. And he's only 21, so he was ripping it up too off the ice after. I don't know if you saw any clips online. It was a shirt undone, two bottles of champagne in his hands. Like I'd be doing the exact same thing if I were 21 and just won the cup, just yelling in the hallways. I was just happy for me. I love seeing those clips of the guys celebrate and show personality. It's just, I love it. The people who are saying that they should be, I don't know, maybe being more classy or celebrating internally. Like, no, no, that's not the way to be. When you win the cup, you deserve to go all out. I'm all for it. Absolutely. And I loved when McKinnon's like, Crosby, I was the drunkest at Crosby's celebration, so I hope he's the drunkest at mine. Love that. Like, no, absolutely. This is one of the hardest trophies to win ever. Like, just, ugh, go all out. I'm so happy. I have a feeling um, Crosby won't be the drunkest guy, though. I'm just saying. No, no, no. He's a little older, right? Like he can't hang out with he can't hang out with the young kids. Speaking of hanging out with the young kids, a beer Perfect pong tournament segue. coming up. Knew it was coming. 
kind of feel like that guy. I kind of feel like Crosby at your like Colorado <laughs> celebration. Not gonna lie, that's what I thought of immediately when you said that. But you're not <laughs> definitely not there, and you're not as far off like, age gap wise as Crosby would be to McKinnon's right. Stanley Cup winning Stanley Cup party. But it's just funny that you yeah. say that, and I, it's a natural connection right there. Hey, to be compared to Cindy Crosby, great. I mean, you're not gonna complain mm-hmm. on that. And yeah, super excited. Seventh Saloon Bros annual beer pong tournament happening this year. It'll be at the end of the month. Extremely excited for that, of course. I don't get to play as much pong these days. I've played, I want to say, a baker's dozen amount of times this year. So that's around six times. I'm going to play on Canada Day for sure. I'll just be posted up at the pong table. And uh, yeah, just refine the craft. But you don't need to play that much, honestly. And I feel like now most of us don't play as much. We just show up to the event and it comes back to, you know, like you even coming to the event. You hadn't played in a while and it muscle memory kicks in. You're a natural out there. So can't wait to see you there. Is there a final word on who your teammate will be for this year's competition? So, yeah. Well, okay. First of all, before I get into that, it's been like almost a year since the last one, pretty much a year. A year ago was the last one. And, I, it feels like yesterday, Eric. That's how fast my years ha- my year has gone by. It's insane. Like I, I remember like yesterday, Eric. Like I remember specific details of that night. I remember exactly what I drank, who I talked to, like the game, some shot. Like it's crazy because it was such a memorable night for me. And this year, I will be bringing my my girlfriend's gonna be my partner. Let's go. Um, she definitely she definitely come barring an emergency. She's coming. Yeah. And I haven't messaged your bro yet because, uh, like, I'm, once we get our team name, I'll message Zach because Zach's organizing it, right? No, so. I mean, we're, we're co-organizing, but okay. anyone who I'm, doesn't know, who knows who they're playing with can also run it by me, but anyways. Pencil it in, Eric. <laughs> pencil it in. Um, we haven't had a, like, we're doing costumes, right? Like, we can do a costume if we want. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen matching. some elaborate okay. costumes in the, in okay. all the years we've done this. I normally go for a minimalistic costume, you know, uh. Me and Marty, we try to match a t-shirt. We got a custom white shirt and something. But we actually have a few right. props for a costume this year. So stay tuned. Nice. Well, that's I was I kick, kicking myself last year because I kind of like told her I was... I, I didn't tell her fully how awesome this event was. Like I, I just said I'm going to my cousin's. There's a... But she was mad that like she couldn't... Like she would have came last year. I, I wasn't too... I was not forward enough with her. And then she had all these ideas and she's like, oh, we could have been this costume, that costume, called this, called that. Like she has good ideas, very creative. And then I described to her the costumes that were there. And she's like, oh, we could have done better than all that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you put the effort and she's going to meet you guys for the first time, right? Like that's, I'm excited mostly about that too. I don't know um, if that's a good or a bad thing that that's the first venue that she'll meet us at, but I'm going to say good. You sure. know, that's when we're in our element, sure. you know, the hostmanship comes through, making sure yeah. everyone's having a good time. And I think we shine oh. at that event. And then perhaps when the competitiveness comes out, then the worst comes out at the same time. But, uh, you know, so we're getting, you know, best of both worlds. This is who we are. A person's character is revealed on the Pong table, they say. She actually can't, like, I hope Sarah comes by because she can't wait to meet Sarah, our cousin. Because, like, they're kind of, they have a lot of the similar interests, like tattoos, okay. hair dyeing, you know, stuff like that. Like, I've described Sarah to her and she's like, oh, I like your cousin already, you know. And uh, she can't wait to meet you because I talk, well, I mean, she knows we do the podcast, right? And she, I, we need to get her on the podcast one episode. Hey, I'm, I'm well, not it's going to be on you like, to make that happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just got to find a good... T- she'll do it, but we just need to find, like, a good topic. So, yeah, beer pong, super pumped. Like, I have it marked in the calendar and everything, Eric. It's like, <laughs> I'm excited. Same here. And I love, like, just talking to people about it. And every time, like, I don't know, I just run into people. They're like, oh, it's coming up. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Been thinking about it. And talk. Like, we sent the invite out almost a month ago, right? Or actually, it's been a month ago. We like to send it out in advance so people just save the date, get it on the big calendar on the on the fridge, and uh, just start practicing a little bit too. Have you played a little pong here and there? Are you planning on playing a few times, or just gonna show up and hey, this is uh, this is what you got? Just gonna the second one, just gonna show up. But I'm hoping she's like a wizard. She definitely has played beer pong, and she's younger than me. Like so, I'm hoping like her her university days of playing beer pong are, are not that far away. So like she'll like be a wizard or something and carry me to at least deeper in the playoffs than last year. It is a young person's game. So then again, you're also paired up with the youngest person at the tournament last year. Had a good run of success, but ran into an immovable object. And I believe it was my cousin and uh, his girlfriend. That's right. And she's, my girlfriend is, my Mackenzie is uh, Zach's age. So like she'll fit in with that crowd. I'm going to be like the old man there. So I mean, you've been there before. You've been the old man before and it worked out. So I know you're well known. Actually was spotted as a local celebrity as well at the event. So (laughs) it'll be that now people will be more comfortable to approach you this time. Like, all right, I've laid the groundwork in last year. Now I can talk to this guy. No problem. Um, Now I'm excited for it for sure. Always love hosting it and uh, it's one of my favorite days of the year so um, I'm I know it's it never has disappointed and it won't this year either and, uh, yeah I mean if anyone listening hasn't confirmed their attendance be sure to just either shoot myself or Zach a message tell me who you're playing with so we can get that bracket nicely prepared and um, yeah that's pretty much it so I'm looking forward to that that'll be by I think episode 93 we could give an update on who the like, just congratulate the winners of the tournament and best costume announcements and all that so um good luck to the competition it's uh, my final words on that and just to transition into like you speaking of episodes like at in the introduction i said like 10 more away from 100 it seems like such a small number but 10 episodes is 20 weeks yep. which is like almost half a year it's <laughs> it's yeah. like it's so. amazing how fast it goes though but like we still got like I don't know. It's crazy how long, like, I just think back, like, we've been doing the podcast for so many years. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like that long, but it just, I know we talk about this a lot too, but it just goes by so fast. No, sometimes it's crazy to think about, like, how long <sighs> this has been going for. Like, it started in 2018. Yeah, I've been actually going back and listening to a bunch of old episodes. If you haven't heard, like, just go back and listen to random old episodes. It's pretty funny to hear, like, how we sound and how we talk and just the structures of the episodes and all that. So a lot hasn't changed, but a lot has as well. And uh, it's, it, I just okay. find it funny. I don't. I have no problem listening to, to myself talk now. I'm pretty used to it. I just find some stuff I say funny or some stuff I'm like, ah, like as if I said that. But it's just all in good fun and you learn from the things you say and things you don't say as well. Equally important, arguably more important. Sometimes you should speak up when you have something to say and are holding something in and don't. They're great time capsules. Like I'm going to look really look forward to in like 20 years looking back and be like, oh, what was I like in my 30s? And listening every week, I'm going to be like, 
listening to the episodes that came out every two weeks, I'll be like, okay, this is what I was doing at that time in my life. Like, this is what I was watching. Exactly. Because, like, in 20 years, things will be so different with, like, everything, right, in our lives. Just think of the new technology and stuff, but... Uh, exactly. It'll be great time capsules again. Yeah, like, um, one episode I went back and listened to is our movie scene in quarantine listener edition. So, where people, and shout out to everyone who submitted a movie, submitted movies that we ended up watching... And uh, just li- talking about those movies and our reactions at the time. And I still remember listening to that episode. I remember specifically where I was watching those movies and how I reacted to certain scenes. And it was just like, like you said, it's a time capsule. And this is another time capsule that we're making right now. The start of summer and summer 22. It really feels like we're in the in the clear now. Knock on wood profusely of the COVID era. I mean, we're really... This is the we passed the peak of the mountain and we're dipping down the valley to run into some a mother bear and her cub, and we're just in for the good stuff now. I think I truly think that we won't be going into lockdown again. Again, knock on wood. But I feel like we're in such a better place now, and like no one, we don't even talk about COVID anymore. It's fantastic, and I'm wearing a mask out in public. It's really it oh, really feels so nice. fantastic to be back to normal life. Obviously, some things have changed and won't ever go back to the way it was. But I'm really comfortable where we're at right now as a society and just super happy to, to be doing this episode, Matt. And, uh, yeah, the future ones to come. Like We already have a few ideas for future episodes in the 90s. Still have to think about what 100 is going to be. But like you said, we have 20 weeks to figure it out, so we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not thinking that far ahead anymore. Um, yeah, it's, I echo everything about COVID. I the last spot I had to wear my mask was at work, but now that finally is, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Uh, uh, there's some special circumstances where you still have to wear one, but I won't get into those details. If This summer, Eric, is there anything new you want to undertake? Like, is there a new thing that you want to, like, try your hand at? Or, like, you just doing your gardening, your barbecuing? Like, is there any, like, new hobby you've discovered or interests or activities that you're doing? Well, the closest thing... The first thing that came to mind was the painting, but I haven't painted in a few, like at least a month, if not two at this point, maybe one month. So I don't know how much time I'm devoting to that at this point. It was fun. Like I still do want to paint something else down the road. Um, I've been really getting back into, and thankfully I can say this on the pod, whereas in the past, so another time capsule, my golf game was just taking a hit last year. I'm very happy to say that I'm back on track now. I'm getting back to the level I was two years ago, and I'm looking to elevate it to better than two years ago. So I actually took a few lessons to tweak some things. I forget oh. if I said this on the pod or not. No. But uh, I took a couple of lessons, and the guy gave me a couple of pointers. We didn't have to break it down to a molecular level, just make a couple of adjustments with the grip, the stance. Um, how far the distance from the club and all that. It's all so technical, but those little adjustments make astronomical differences in how the ball is reacting to your swing so it's been really fun to be playing well again and uh, i'll be golfing a lot so that's probably something that's going to take up a lot of my time is golfing whenever i'm able to head out there i will really fun to be able to play well again because last year like even though um it's fun to get out and all that like you do want to play well it's it sucks at the end of the day if you're not shooting a nice score at the end of the round even though you cherish like good shots here and there, focus on the positive. But overall, you're like, ah, I used to be better. Like I want to be playing better in front of these people. So it's fun to be able to play well again. So golf, um, and yeah, those other things. Like you said, they're 
gardening. We have some peppers growing that they're making some good progress. That's fun. Um, that's about it I can think of off the top. Uh, how about you? It's it, I mean, you have it's funny lot. you said golf because I just got my clubs out of my dad's old, my dad's house. Oh. Haven't like touched them in easily five years, Eric. And I hit some balls in my backyard. Not like just just like pitching wedge. Like I'm not. I don't want to hit any balls at, on, at the on the neighbor's property or hit my house. But like, I'm I live. I, I'm like surrounded by three golf courses. Not super close to me, but like all within like 10, 15 kilometers. Yeah, so pretty close actually. And one of them has a driving range, so I want to go there as soon as I can. As soon as everything's settled down here, everything's like, maybe not this year, but I mean, maybe in August. But I want to go like shoot some rounds with my dad and maybe you and co-worker. Like I have a lot of co-workers that golf, so. Brandon? <laughs> oh, I don't know. With three kids, it's going to be tough to get him out there. I don't know if he golfs, but uh, no, I'm in a new like position right now. And a lot of them are golf. I work with mostly guys now and a lot of them go golfing. Um, and I know you golf, like we can meet in the middle somewhere, you know, or I mean, I don't mind driving for golf. It's make it, make a day out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I also don't mind driving out to the countryside and uh, perhaps peruse around the crib and uh, we'll have to go buy you a barbecue and you can grill up something for us. And uh, yeah, make a day out of it for sure. But no, I'd love to golf with you. And like, it's a super fun activity to do with your dad. Like I went golfing with my dad for Father's Day. It was super fun. Paired up with this old couple and um, they're, like, the woman was incredible. She must have shot like no more than an 85. And she was like wow. early 70s for sure. So it was just impressive to watch. Whereas I was just wow. duffing shots left and right. But picked it up after five holes. So it's all good. And um yeah, it's just fun to get out there. Everyone's always in a good mood for the most part, obviously, when uh, things are going your way. I've golfed with your dad only once, but I've been around him on the course as well, and it's always fun. Like It's fun to do with the uncles, actually. Like, I would want to get out with them soon, and maybe next year we can actually do a nice trip with the family, yeah. more cousins, more uncles, because I, I know your dad was trying to organize that for this summer, but I don't know if that'll happen after all, but... I'd love to do something like that down the road for sure. I've always talked about this elusive cousins trip as well at some point, maybe in the next 10 years, if we can get something going, that'd be awesome. But it's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. We start small, long journey, and then we just go to other things. The other thing I'd like to do is go see the Blue Jays in Toronto, like maybe in August or September. I've been really into them this year more than previous years because one, they've actually like, they're playing better this year. And like I have a Sportsnet subscription. Like I watch every game now, basically. Like I don't, I don't have to miss anything. Okay, right on. But yeah, Toronto trip would definitely be doable. I was just gonna like Toronto trip would be super easy to do. Like nice, maybe leave on a Thursday night, spend or even like Friday after work there, spend Friday night, Saturday night, come back Sunday, catch a game or even two games. Who knows? It'd be super easy to do. It's just finding a time where a few of us are able to make it, and uh, I would love to do that. Like I said, I ripped it up at the Dave show one night only in Toronto and came back the next day. Like it's, it is worth it to create those memories. Like I went with my cousin Daniel, actually, who eliminated you at the oh, tournament. Yeah. Um, it was a nice memory to make with him. So if we can get those moments, more time capsule. That's all we want. Just create these time capsules, you know. Um, other thing to do, actually, a little activity that Andy and I did uh, this week, two days ago. We went strawberry picking, actually. Strong recommend. The strawberries were delicious. 
So if you live in Orleans, there's a nice little fruit far, uh, fruit farm on uh, St. Joseph. They just opened them um, this week. So go while the strawberries are ripe. They're fantastic. We got quite a few baskets, gave them out to some family members, and of course kept some for ourselves. If we had some rhubarb, we might have made a pie, but we sold for just <laughs> eating the strawberries straight up. One thing I will say, though, sneaky itchy strawberry plants so wear long sleeves maybe even gloves because i thought i had an allergic reaction to these things when we were when we were going in the car i was worried that i was allergic to strawberries like developing a strawberry allergy at 28 was not on my bingo card for this year so thankfully andy also had the same reaction as me and she knew that it was from the plants so yeah i'll just share that with the people if you didn't know strawberry plants are itchy now you know i love i'm slapping at the bingo card like b7 you're gonna be allergic to strawberries now i know you um you posed the question on instagram for the listener did we get any so the question was what are you most looking forward to this summer so we got a few responses that were the same thing from uh, the homie Vinny and my cousin Dan, they both said Saloom annual beer pong yeah. tournament. So they know what's up. I'm glad they responded with that as their top item of the summer. Looking forward to seeing them there, hopefully in a nice elimination match once again. The next one was from our homie Justin Mocktinger, three-time guest. His uh, submission was actually Blue Jays games as well. So he goes to quite a few games, and is, uh, I think he watches every game as well, like you, Matt. So a uh, big Blue Jays guy. I'm sure he's enjoying the success that the Jays are having this year. And, hey, that might also be something to coordinate. If we end up going down, they can go catch a game with him. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be awesome. And the next one was from my mom. So she said her trip to Greece that's coming up in August with my dad and a few of their um, friends as well. So it's going to be a pretty big trip. It's going to be for their anniversary as well, like during their anniversary, my parents' anniversary. So it'll be a sweet trip. Never been to Greece. Hopefully they come back with some good stories and time capsules and recommendations also for the people who want to hit up Santorini or wherever they'll be, Athens and Greece. Hit up some islands, Mykonos. That's all I got. Um, definitely on the list. So we'll like to, I'm excited to hear about their trip when they come back. Holy crap. That's aw- I didn't know that. That's awesome. Can't wait to hear all about it. Um, man, Actually, you have um, something else coming up, which is our um, a wine night at my parents' house. Will you be in attendance at the wine night on July? Oh my God. I that totally forgot. July what? 8th. So it's coming up You're on the spot here. Okay. But... I, right now it's a maybe Eric. That's like totally like left my brain because of all the crazy, all the moving stuff that's been happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on. I'll get on that. I'll look at my calendar. So short turnaround time to be getting this news, but at least you got it. It's a it's Friday, right? Yeah, next. That's Friday. a Friday. So Friday okay. that this drops, we'll be delving into the wines, and actually pretty crazy that that'll be the first time that we all I think anyways the first time that of all the cousins who are going anyways I'm pretty sure not everyone's going, but that we're all together because the last time all of our family was together was a wine night at my parents' house. February 2020, and that's um, right. when we had a big group of people together and getting into the sauce, and it was a great night. I remember, Eric. Yeah. That was awesome. I remember that night. I drank a little too much. Uh, 
no such thing. But I feel though, living in the country, I've really upped my uh, <laughs> drinking game. That sounds really sad Just now, actually. But like my my tolerance has gone way up. Okay, there you go. That's good. <laughs> Bonus. I'm not excessively drinking. I've just been, you know, slowly building it up. You know, practicing. There you go. And you need that, like, not to make it all about the tourney again, but it is good if you can handle yeah. more drinks. Is the further you get, the more you drink. So, um, yeah. and we may have some tricks up our sleeves for future rounds in the mm. tournament. But anyways, so I yeah, know it is good to drink, you know, responsibly. And uh, as long as uh, you're not going overboard every night, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it, especially during summer. No, like you just, just want to have a couple yeah. of drinks while it's nice out. Like, like I said, on the front porch, has it been mostly um, beers or the rum and Cokes? Both, okay. but like mostly on weekends, you know, it starts with beer in the afternoon. Then actually, now it's also gin and ginger ale okay. or gin and seven up. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Which gin? I have a soda stream machine now. You know what that is? Like yep. you create your own pop. Yep. Just like save money, I guess. And Snoop Dogg. That's you know, been good. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you want to delve into our recommendations now, Eric, yeah. or do you have anything? Yeah, no, that's pretty okay. much it. Um, the only other thing I had to talk about was like movies that we're looking forward to that are coming out soon. And um, we're going to go see okay, Elvis soon. Not sure what the reviews Ooh. have been like. I saw I got good reviews at a film festival. Like I got a big standing ovation. Don't really want to read up on it too much. We both liked uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and um, it looks like it has similar vibes to that make or break moment for Austin Butler as well. It seems to have elevated him to a new platform of success. He's going to be in the next Dune movie. So um, he's having a moment like out of nowhere. I had no idea who this guy was before uh, Elvis movie. I thought it was the actor who played Neville. I forget if I already said this on the pod, but when I saw the trailer for the first time, I'm like, is that friggin' Neville? <laughs> no, it is not. I'm looking forward to it too, Eric. And uh, past guests, like, Nez, who was on our last episode, and Dallas, who was on like four episodes ago or three, keeps coming. Up. They both enjoyed the movie. Okay, that's like good. they both gave it above average ratings on the Letterbox. And um, the director Boz Lerman makes really good like music, music movies with music. Basically, like he's very stylistic, so it looks good. I mean, obviously, I think we're both really excited for Thor yeah. uh, four, which is one. next week. Which will be out by the time this episode drops, I believe. Or maybe, no, will be coming out by the time. Like, it'll be a week away. Yeah, a few days um, away. That, I mean, we're all, we're all going to go, like, girlfriend's a big fan of Thor. Big shocker there. Yeah. <laughs> I think most women are. <laughs> I still haven't seen Top Gun. It's eating me up. It's eating me inside. Everyone's seen it but me, Eric. Now I'm, I'm worried for you in that, like, the hype factor <sighs> might be too high and you might be disappointed, oh. honestly. Like I would okay, go in so with maybe wait. decent expectations. Like don't expect it to be the best movie you've ever seen or that it'll blow you away. Like I really enjoyed it. It's a solid movie. Um I would go see it in theaters if you can. Like if you can find a few hours to hit up the local cinema. I think it deserves to be seen in theater. Just because it's such a different kind of movie and with the way that they filmed it. I can't imagine you're getting a similar experience, even on like a nice projector such as yourself that you have at home. The surround sound is a huge factor as well. So if you can get out there to anyone who hasn't seen it, definitely go see it in theaters. Thor, well said. Super well pumped said. for that too. I'm very proud that I've completely avoided trailers at this point. 
actually one started playing the other day on TV and I just turned away, like started like mumbling and talking. So I wouldn't hear it. They were saying it looked like an absolute clown, but just committed to the craft. I've seen obviously with those surprise commercials pop up, there's nothing I can do. I'm only human yeah. here. I can't be looking away at the, from the TV every time a commercial pops up preemptively. But so I've seen like little, little clips here and there, but I'm glad that I haven't heard much dialogue or seen too many stills and, Super pumped for it. Not going to see it opening night, which is a little disappointing, but it's all good. I'm going the the following Monday, so can't wait to see it. My girlfriend had never watched Endgame actually, mm. and no one's ever spoiled Endgame for her. And we watched it Saturday last Saturday, and she liked it. She thought it was a little long, but whatever. Yeah, it's a long movie. But she, Eric, she had no idea who like died in the movie. Like she had no clue. So it was like pretty shocking for her, and I was like, holy crap. If I could watch Endgame for the first time again, I'd love that experience, right? Endgame or Infinity War? Which one would you rather see for the first time again? Infinity War. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Infinity War, it's the better movie. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it really upset me in the theater at the end. Like I was like, holy crap, they went there. If there's one movie I want to see again for the first time, like a genie came up and said, which movie you, you'll forget, it's Lord of the Rings 3. Seeing that at the theater was like, the best right so yeah those are the movies i'm looking forward to i honestly i've kind of fallen off like catching up to every release and like being hyped because i've just been so busy in my other life like now i know why people were not as interested as me in movies because their life was busy and they're not like focusing all their attention on movies like i used to be and now i'm like kind of like living like a the average person where it's like yeah yeah movies are nice but they're not they don't have to be your life been watching a lot of tv i'm just gonna go into recommendations yeah, like um i'm gonna be careful with what i say on these shows because i know we're gonna be covering them in depth i believe like stranger things the part volume one of the last season i really liked next episode but i'm not gonna say anything else like i really enjoyed it and i'm gonna save my thoughts for later eric as well as the kenobi show you know what that that i'm not gonna say anything i have I have a very strong opinion on the show we're saving it for the Boba Fett Kenobi show or whatever we're going to call also it. Also Lupin um, and Dor at that point. I feel like doing those three shows, like the three Star Wars shows of this year would be a good, good episode. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I wa- I've been watching those. The show I want to rec- the show I want to talk about though is the boys season three, which I'm almost finished. Nice. Sorry. I'm almost caught up to like where, where we're at. You've talked about the boys before. Like, I'm sorry for my memory, Eric, but are you, like, up to date? No. So, I mentioned. I think last episode I mentioned that I started. I only watched the first episode. Um, but I've heard that, like, there's an episode called Herogasm. I don't know if you've seen it, but apparently it's pretty yes. solid. Like, I saw the ratings for it were very high. So, I'm excited. Yeah. I'll eventually give it a watch. But, no, I'm not caught up. Okay. I, too, like, took me a long time to start season three. But I was like, holy crap. Like, it, it, it's super entertaining. And it's adult, very adult, yeah. but like, I mean, I, I kind of need some of that stuff in my life where I'm just like, it's so excessive and fake that it's like, oh, I love it. I haven't been watching any horror movies. Like now I don't, I'm not only by myself now, it's extremely hard to watch horror movies in a house of people that don't watch horror movies <laughs> except for one. So it's like, oh, that's why <laughs> I don't watch horror movies, you know, but, <laughs> um, the boys is like my fix of like gore and violence and like profanity, I guess move uh did you do you have any shows that you started or that you'd recommend no nothing new like i the same ones as you like i finished up kenobi finished up stranger things i'm 
watching Miss Marvel as well, which I talked about last episode. I'm enjoying it so far. We'll probably talk about okay. that at some point as well. I would recommend it, honestly, Miss Marvel. If you were maybe skeptical about it going into it based on the tone that you'd seen in trailers, like give it a shot. It's solid. It's low stakes from what I've seen anyways. I'm one episode behind. And uh, yeah, it's a fun show. The lead actress is killing it. She's amazing in this role. They say she was kind of born to play this role, and it really shows. She was a big fan of the Miss Marvel character, apparently, the comic books. So it's just awesome to see that maybe um, manifestation of like, I want this, I'm going to get it and did it at such a young age. She's, I want to say 18 or 19 years old and is doing such a good job with it. So miss Marvel, if you like Marvel and haven't given it a shot, I'd say start it up. Still going on Sopranos. Don't really need to talk about it. I'm still loving it. Season five now. Wow. Good job. Yeah. I'm ripping through them. I'm going, I'm watching a lot. Um, Show uh, movies that I'll, talk about real quick actually you've brought these two up before and i I had them on my list the first one i'll say is licorice pizza i watched this on the plane to go over to banff i stopped watching it like halfway through you know what there's other movies i want to watch on here that i don't need to sit through this so i'm not going to straight up just wasn't doing it for me i don't know if it if any of these moments were supposed to be funny or not but they just weren't hitting for me i might have laughed once at the halfway mark. Don't tell me the second half of the movie was incredible. Because that would suck. But I feel like it wasn't. So I feel like it I made the right call yeah. to not finish that movie. I know you talked about it before. Um, did, am I missing anything here? Or did I make the right call no. to stop that and watch No Way Home instead? I couldn't care. Like the two main characters. Like if you don't. I didn't care about them. Maybe it's the actors or the. I don't know. Yeah. I just. I was not invested in the movie like all his other movies. Like there were no. Yeah well said Eric also found it disturbing that the main character so the lead female protagonist is supposed to be in her early 20s and this kid who's obsessed with her is 15 years old and he wants to date her but she's not down but eventually gives in and starts dating him or something I don't know it was just very weird and I was not about it at all it's like alright this is they're portraying this as kind of okay and it's not so I don't know. I don't know where. Maybe there's a huge turn at the second half, and there, uh, I don't even know. It's some sort of alternate reality where this sort of behavior is acceptable, but it wasn't in my mind, so I just shut it down. The other movie I watched on the way back was Belfast, and I think you mentioned it, or maybe Dallas mentioned it on the pod. I really enjoyed this movie. It's shot in black and white. It is kind of like a character study of obviously Belfast during the um, civil war that goes on between uh, the protestants and the catholics and you're just seeing the state of unrest in this um, family's life where the father is struggling with gambling debts and the mother is struggling to deal with his behaviors and he's having to commute to london for work and they're living in some somewhat poverty and are looking for an escape either to canada or to australia and just for a better life outside of belfast and you're just seeing the conflicts that happen in a day-to-day life. And there's a little love story between, uh, age-acceptable love story between two kids. And it's, it's super cute and all that. And um, I really enjoyed it. It was an hour and 45 minutes long. Great actors in there. Um, the actor who plays Mance Raider in Game of Thrones was in it. He was dynamite. Um, Judy Dench was in it as well. She's great. 
other than I think that's it. But uh, I mean, it was a good movie. I'd recommend Belfast if you can get your hands on it. It must have been Dallas, obviously, who recommended it since I haven't it, seen it. It's yeah, it's it's on the list. I want to watch it now. Uh, I I watched a movie you've seen in Dallas. Uh, I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. I said I would watch it since like I. Especially, I think Nez talked about it too, our previous guest. So I had I had to watch it just because like everyone was in the know but me. But no, Eric, what? I had really high expectations. I didn't know what the hell I was going into. And I'm like, what the hell is this movie? It was so like interesting and huh? Well, like what is going on right now? It took me like an hour to figure out that Jamie Lee Curtis was in the movie. That the older lady was like, she's one of my favorite actresses and I didn't even recognize her. I, I really liked the movie, Eric. Really, really liked it. Did I understand every little thing? Probably not. But, I mean, I had subtitles going. I was, like, very, like, trying to figure out this movie. Um, I don't know how to describe this movie, to be honest. A mind trip. You have to pay attention. Super, super emotional, tender moments at the end that, like, actually, like, caught me off guard. What a cool concept, too. Like, I want to know more of... This movie could have been done in another way where they dumb everything down and make it like Americanized, like more simple, but like they, it was a gutsy movie. You know, we, they make the audience work for the reward. So no, I mean, like, how would you just, did you, like, you didn't, you told me, I think at the theater, you're like, yeah, at a certain point I just like lost track of what was going on or. Yeah. I think I already, I talked about on the pod. I'm not going to make the yeah. listeners suffer through listening to me trying to explain this movie. It's just so different and experimental. Yeah. You really do have to yeah. see it for yourself to, to experience, experience it and try to make sense of it. I feel like subtitles would have been very beneficial for me too, but there's no way you can really predict what's going to happen and how things are going to play out. Even if you understand the general premise going into the movie, you're still going to be like, your mind is going to be put in a bagel shaped pretzel. <laughs> yeah, that was a good movie. Like I really enjoyed it. Happy. I saw it. Like, really funny too. Like I had a lot of, I had a lot of funny moments like Nez had mentioned last episode. I do think it's a must watch for movies of this year and it should yeah. gain some traction around award season. I would think unless it gets buried I, because it was released early in the year, but really different movie definitely recommend as well. When it goes on streaming, I'll, I'll watch it again just to see if I pick up on, you'll for sure pick up on things cause you know where it's going and just in little yeah. character interactions and lines that are shared, you'll be like, Oh, okay. So that's why the daughter reacted in this way. And, all that so uh, a lot going on in it and um I, me too it took me like an hour at least to figure out figure out air quotes i didn't even know if i was getting what was going on but in the end you're left satisfied and not frustrated or um, just extremely confused like it, it it makes sense at the end of the day it's just different um i i haven't seen it the second time yet obviously but i guarantee it's such a it's so much more like rewarding once you rewatch it just for all the things at the beginning that you're going to be like ah, oh, like all the little things like for sure. foreshadowings um another movie speaking of like comedies that like age well or don't age well like this was an action i guess a drama action movie a, high, a crime movie from like 2012 i think or 2009 jeez i can't i think it's 2012 it's the town ben affleck's the town I showed my girlfriend that movie. She had never seen it. She's just like, pick a movie tonight that you know I haven't watched and an adult movie, like there's no kids around. Like, let's just watch something serious. 
So we watched The Town and she really liked it. It's not really her, her, her genre that she likes, so I had to be careful. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pick a good movie. And you know what? The Town still holds up beautifully. Jeremy Renner is amazing. Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall, I think steals the movie. But like, just like the side characters too are good. Like the florist, yeah, the old man who like, yeah, I love the town. It's so good. That's such a good script. John Hamm, uh, freaking Blake Lively. They're seen at the bar at the end. Oh, it's it's so good. Um, so I recommend rewatching the town if you haven't watched it in a while. I just might take you up on that recommendation. I haven't seen the town in so long, oh, but it's a, a classic movie. Solid. Everyone killed it. Funnily enough, we just watched Bridesmaids actually a few days ago, and John Hamm is in that as well. Like, first scene, he's right up in there. So, pretty funny. I want to go faster. And, uh, two movies that you absolutely hate him in, too. He's a scumbag in both of them. Well, scumbag in different ways, right? In Bridesmaids, yeah. he's just a douche who's just taking advantage of uh, Chris and Wiggs' character. Like, they're just friends with benefits and he's just an absolute ass to her and whereas in the town like really he's the good guy in being the um the fbi I forget if he's fbi or da i'm assuming fbi but um, FBI, yeah and he's trying to take down the um the family i guess led by ben affleck and you just hate him in that movie like, I always remember the interrogation scenes where when he like, creeps up to uh, Ben Affleck. And I forget the whole monologue there, but he just ends with, I'm going to be the one to personally tell you to go fuck yourself. Like when you're begging for the electric chair or whatever, they're like that whole monologue is just gold. You yeah. know, he kills in that role Good too. Memory. And great actor. A sign that when you can be loved and hated in as strongly in certain roles, that means you're doing a great job. Like in Curb Your Enthusiasm, you absolutely love him in that role. And um, Mad Men, probably a bit of both, honestly. But uh, yeah, great. Oh, he's a, scum in, he's a scuzzbag in Mad Men, but you love him anyway. Right, exactly, like, that's what I'm a, saying. So you should right? hate him, yeah. but for some reason, you just want, it's someone you'd want to be around or like he's one of your favorite characters. It's interesting when shows are able to pull that effect off on the viewership where you know like I shouldn't be I shouldn't like this character, but they're my favorite character, you know? So, Aren't those the best movies or shows, like, when they can do that? Oh, I love that. Yeah, Breaking Bad, prime example. Yeah, I've been just re-watching a lot of movies, and let's just say I don't always get the choice of movies. I'm not the decider of who gets to, you know, it's not always the movie I want to watch now, which is okay, whatever, I learned to share, right? So, I don't always get first dibs, but whatever. Um... So yeah, just a lot of rewatches, like like I said, Avengers Endgame, and been watching lots of kids' movies with the little ones, so that's good. Actually, if you want a recommendation for you and your girlfriend, Andy and I watched um, the uh, Abercrombie and Fitch documentary on Netflix. Pretty interesting stuff. Definitely intense and uh, eye-opening for the practices that were going on at that company. Definitely makes you, hmm. um, and obviously now I don't wear Abercrombie and Fitch anymore, but that was definitely a popular brand of clothing when I was in high school. And uh, just to know about everything that was going on in those years, it kind of makes you cringe that, I, oh, we supported this company. And um, huh. just a lot of ethical, ethical controversies with that. No, I know nothing about this. Neither no. did we. So it was definitely oh. eye-opening. And um, I mean, that's a company you don't really hear about as much. They had their peak. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it that much more, but I definitely recommend that as a documentary for anyone who would be interested in hearing more about 
what was going on at that monster company that ruled style for people our age back then. Like, it's very interesting. That's the kind of hmm. unfortunate thing at the same time about documentaries that, like, they sometimes leave a sour taste in your mouth about something. Like, ah, I used to like that. Like, now, I, you know, yeah. I'm very interested now, Eric. I, I'm so curious. What's it called? Or it's going to be easy to find? Oh, like I it's, forget. Hmm. Um, okay, I'll, it I'll, I'll Google it. Like Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know. Okay, it cool. was trending pretty high on Netflix there. They like to promote their own content. Uh, it's called White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. So if you just type Abercrombie okay. there, White Hot, dealer's choice. But um, yeah, the good stuff. So that's the hmm. last movie or show that I would have to recommend. I actually have a book to recommend. Um I'm done my um, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind book that Dallas recommended. And if you want, I'll bring it to you during the beer pong tournament so you can read it. Nice little light reading in between games. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This book, this is also a nonfiction book. Let me just bring it up here on my phone so I get the author's name correctly. But it's a book that actually my girlfriend recommended me because it was recommended at work because she started a new position in management and the higher ups at where we work, like our big believers in this book. And it's a book that came out in the, in eight, 1989. It's a pretty well-known business book or self-help, not self-help business. It's called the ha- the seven habits of highly effective people okay. by Stephen Covey. You've seen this book cover before. It's in like all the bookstores. It's just good. If like, it's a, it's an amazing book for like man, business managers, or just people trying to improve their like personal life. It's very well written. I'm like half, not, a little over halfway through it. it. Starts with a really great intro, then goes through the seven habits of like what you can do to basically either improve your like personal relationship, business relationships, relationships with employees. It just has it has really good life advice. Honestly, it talks about stuff like not letting other people's behavior affect your own. But it's not like one of those self-help books where it's like super preachy and no, it gives like this one gives examples and like it's very like on a it's very easy to understand. And the the author explains things very well and gives several examples to back up his explanations. So it's a really I know why this book's super famous, basically. And I even asked my dad about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I have that book. And he has like a copy from the 90s of this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Actually. It is free on, if you have Amazon Kindle app, it's free. I'm reading it for free, Eric. It's just like, I read it on my phone at work on breaks. It's just good stuff to know, Eric. That's that's the easiest way to say it. I have that app, so I just might take you up on that and download it up. Why not? I've definitely seen that book before, so uh, it comes highly recommended. So I will check it out for sure. Yeah, and after the first 50 pages, like before he gets into the first habit, like you'll know if you want to continue or not. And and the book is very easy. It's saying like, you don't have to read it all right now. You can just read one part. It's an interactive book too, Eric. Like you're, you're challenged to go along and like start questioning, like you can write stuff down and like, what do you want to improve? And like I said, it's it'd be a good book if you're like a business manager and you want a different relationship with your employees. It's a pretty sharp book. I know why now it's super famous, so... And yeah, those books are kind of tough to rent out at the library as well. Like whenever there's a, a pretty famous um, nonfiction book that revolves around like self, I'll say self-help for lack of a better word there, but just like 
improvement um, books. Those are never available. They're always all copies in use, a bunch of holds on them. So sure, you can put a hold on them, but then you never know when it pops up, when you'll actually be getting that book. So to hear that it's available on the Kindle app is a breath of fresh air that you would mm. find in the mountains in Banff. But anyways, um, so yeah, no, right on. I'm actually still slacking on the reading, but I did go to the library today. I rented out a book in French, just ran. I don't even remember what it's called. La Vraie Vie, I believe, actually. I just was looking at titles, looking for an author's an author's name that was French. I don't want to read a book that's been translated in French. So I do, okay. I'm looking forward to reading this book and uh, getting back into it. Like, it'll be a, it's a novel. So I'm looking forward to getting back into the reading game in French as well. I've given up on Dune, by the way, the God Emperor of Dune book. I, I haven't touched that book in months. I, I gave it a good run. I'm Dune doubt. I don't think Not like good. this book is never going to be made into a movie anyways. Like this would just be additional knowledge in that universe. I don't need it. I don't want it. Um a slog to get through. Another yeah. lesson to learn from me or just in general is that you don't need to finish something just because you started it. If you can see that there's no light at the end of the tunnel, get out. It's the way to go. Actually words of the wise Katrina also shared that life is too short to read books that you don't like. So yeah that uh, that's where i stopped too it's funny i thought that book was horrible so yeah i should really start reading or watching tv in french because i'm like losing it but i know and that's isn't that sad to say like i would never envisioned yeah that would be a possibility for me either but it is happening unfortunately like i'm speaking in french and then a word is escaping me and i i think about it for a bit but then i've like like meekly say the word in English and then go back to French. Like it sucks to be honest. It's um something that I remember being told as a kid, like fais sûr que tu parles pas ton français, and I just never thought that would happen. And I haven't lost it. Obviously, I can still speak in French well and understand and read and write, but definitely not to the same level as when we were in school for example going to school in french that was peak french seventh grade that was like it'll never get any better than that for me sadly but i do wish to at least maintain and perhaps improve or bring back to the level it once was so say man if if anyone has any french uh, actually listen to an album in french today i'll recommend that it's by an artist called stroma i might be butchering the pronunciation and the name of the album is Multitude. Great album. Uh, quite a few very catchy songs. S-T-R-O-M-A-E. Definitely recommend. That would be my music recommendation. Might be on the rap top nice. 10. Who knows? Could be. We're going international. Like It's yeah, international exactly. list. So. It's funny you said recommending things in French. Like I watched the first episode, but there's a Netflix TV a miniseries called La Forêt. Mm. The forest. Like my dad said it was amazing, and it's a it's a whodunit. It's like a police investigation, like a dead bodies found in the first episode, and it traces all the events. And he says it's a really good whodunit. So, I mean, I I've been slacking on that, and he always asks me if I finished it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. And there's a Canadian actress in it, I think, Quebec actress. Well, but it takes place in France. But yeah, so Eric, I don't know if that's something that interests you, but like. I should watch it just to practice my French, so. I've written it down. Yeah. Full La Forêt episode coming soon. That's all I had to recommend, honestly, but can give a sneak peek. I think next episode we could do our Stranger Things 
recap in that we'll focus on season four, work our way back. We don't need to go season by season, but we can definitely talk about what we'd like from certain seasons and the trajectory of the show because it's been mm-hmm. announced that they'll only be doing five seasons. So talk about where we see it going and all that. Excited to talk about that. We'll see if we get a guest for that. If anyone is very passionate about Stranger Things and wants to come on, just shoot me a text, shoot Matt a text. We can uh, arrange for that. Um, did you have any any other recommendations, Matt? I don't have any more. Um, just been super busy with other things, but uh, yeah, that's all I have for now. Okay. Any final notes, Matt, for the listeners? Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I hope you guys are going to enjoy summer like I will be and hope you guys are having a great time in your lives right now. Absolutely. Enjoy summer. It's only beginning. Yeah. I hope you had a great long weekend celebrating Canada Day and um, yeah, 